you're hungry, because you're listening to Everybody Eats. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. We're here today with a very special guest, Mr. Carl Hill of Ginger Hills. Ooh, Mr. Carl Hill of Ginger Hills. So, before we start, we have Elon IP on the phone. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe. Our YouTube channel is now up, so bear with me. I'm putting up about a video a day from our older episodes, so make sure you go check those out. The ones that are currently up there, um, they're just the old ones, right? So just go, make sure you check those out. This episode will be up um, on Tuesday, so make sure you check us out on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on there. So make sure you give us a listen, subscribe, and share. Um, this is the first episode of 2020. New year, new year, uh, same us, but we're just gonna be, <laughs> but we're, this, is the, this is the year growth. That's what I've been telling myself. So uh, we're gonna continue growing in the podcast and our finances and our personal life um, and everything. Just continue to grow, continue to get better. Um, so that pretty much covers it into today's episode. Mr. Carl Hale, right? So um, I met, we met about, let's see, that was November. So that's probably about two months, no, December. It yeah, was a month December, ago. Yeah. It was December. So we met about a month ago at the EYL um, event they had at Top Golf back in December. So I keep talking about EYL, so right? <laughs> so I keep I keep bringing them up. Like I'm low key, like those, those are my boys now, right? So for sure, like they, they not only do they, um, like do they help with their with the podcast and just the information they bring, but the events that they host, um, a lot of networking, meeting great people, of course. And I said a few episodes back that we were gonna bring guests from the EYL event in DC. So this is proof. It's right here. Love it for sure. So um, you have an interesting business, which <laughs> like how we met was pretty funny because. We were at the Top Golf, and I think we were just like both probably eat breakfast or something yeah, like that. I yeah. think you just said like, "So what's up?" Like, "Yo, what's your name?" And then we just ended up talking. Um, so you have an interesting business. It's Ginger Lemonade. Ginger right. Lemonade. So how about let's let's talk about that. Why? Like, first, where are you from? Okay. Right, and then I guess like, how'd you even get into that business? How'd that even start? Okay. Um, I'm from Suffolk, Virginia. Seven five seven. Shout out to the seven five. Um. <laughs> Um, I started making it because I've always believed in a natural cure for everything. So I started with um, just putting ginger in smoothies. So I would put ginger in smoothies, um, different juices, and I had ginger lemonade for the first time when I went to Atlanta. Okay. I was like, okay, maybe this this is like really good. It had all different flavors. Um, I can't think of the store I was at in Atlanta, but that really enhanced my love for ginger. So I was doing. When I got back to Virginia, I was trying to do everything to get some of that lemonade. Like, yeah. I, um, I looked up the website. They didn't offer any type of shipping on the website. I was like, okay, I can learn how to make it on my own. So it was trial and error from there. Like, there's so many different ways yeah. to extract ginger juice out of the ginger. You can boil it. You can okay. juice it. Um, it was just trial and error. So um, every over time, I, I just got better with it. And a good friend of mine told me I should start selling it. Mm. And I'm the type of guy that moves with a purpose. Yeah. So as soon as she told me that, I went on Amazon and I ordered some bottles on Amazon. Got you, got you. And I started selling it. Um, and the demand was really like, this was uh, right before uh, the holidays okay. of 2018. So, so it's only been so one full year and a few months? Yep. One okay. full year of actually selling it. I've been 
the process of me making it took about two years, so. Okay. Because I was making it on, I wasn't making it every day like I'm doing now. Okay, gotcha. But you. back then, like, I would just make it every blue moon, give it to coworkers, yeah. and family members just to see if they like it. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. So how long did it take you to get, like, the secret sauce? Like, to where <laughs> it is, like, how long was that process? Because I can imagine, like you said, it's trial and error. Mm -hmm. So, like, was it just as simple as, like, just lemonade and ginger ale? I mean, and ginger, and that's it? Or was it, like... Like, what makes it, like, what was making the process hard? Trying to figure out the balance. I got to find the right balance because, like, sometimes I would use too many lemons, yeah. so it would be too sour. Yeah. Use too much ginger, it would be way too strong. Okay. Or it might not be sweet enough. Yeah. So then I just had to start playing because at first I was just eyeing it. Like, yeah. I was, okay, boom, this much sugar. And it was <laughs> just pouring it. Like, <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I got me a measuring cup and I just started actually trying to see how much I was putting in it. Yeah. And I just stuck with that from there. Got you, got you. So I would assume like that's a like learning process, right? So For sure. what do you like do you like cooking and making drinks or is it just something that like like you said you just thought it was good and then you like let me try it? Like, yeah, cuz I'm super picky, so I don't eat much. Okay. But this drink was just Probably don't think I'm in the kitchen for honestly. Okay. Like, if I'm eating something, I cook like frozen pizzas and okay, gotcha. sandwiches. I don't really do so much gotcha. <laughs> outside of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's, that's really dope because um, for me, like obviously I have a clothes line, but it's not necessarily like I'm not making it by yeah. hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little bit different, especially when it comes to something like healthy. I know like that's something that's real big. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right now, people are starting to be a little bit more health conscious. And for sure, the first time I tried it, I already told you, I was like, me personally, I, I don't really enjoy ginger, yeah. personally, but yeah. like my family, they <laughs> love it. Like yeah. my mom, like my mom and my dad, there's always tea in the house, right? There's always <laughs> tea on the stove, always ginger tea somewhere, especially mm -hmm. during this time of year, during the winter time. Like there's ginger. My mom will like take pieces of ginger and chew them. She'll just have ginger on yeah. her. And she's like, oh, Bensky, like have a piece. I'm like, I don't want ginger. Like I don't want it. Like I really she's don't. She's a smart woman. She's yeah. like, gonna boost that immune system. Of course, of course. <laughs> but like, I personally go, I don't know about eat them. Like, do, do your nah, I, I hate ginger. I, really don't like ginger. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the ginger tea hack until like, uh, what was it? Sophomore year in college, I got really, really, really sick. Yeah. And I didn't go to the doctor or anything. So my mom started boiling uh, ginger and ginger and cinnamon and all this stuff just so, like, I would get better. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, ginger, the only time we have it in my house, at least, is when someone gets sick. Yeah. That's usually around now. Yeah. And thank God, fingers crossed, knock on wood, I haven't had to have it yet this season. <laughs> yeah. I hope to keep it that way. But um, I'm very, uh, I look forward to trying some ginger lemonade whenever I'm in the area and um, seeing why Vensky was so feels <laughs> for it. No, but I, have, I have a question myself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they have ginger ale, ginger soda, I guess. But uh, have you ever thought of moving into other types of drinks like, you know, uh, alcoholic ginger beverages or, you know, different kinds of ginger soda outside of ginger ale or anything else? Um, yes. So, um, ginger soda... I don't think so. Um, you just need like to carbonate it, right? You like the uh, the oxidize it? Yeah. You know how they have, like, oh yeah, because it's they call it like a ginger bug. It sits for a while, then it kind of starts to turn to uh, kombucha. Uh, what's that? <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. It sounds like it's a like disease, it's like. not. So, uh, it's like a fermented tea. Okay. So it's just the fermentation process of ginger. Okay. But um, I was like, what? <laughs> um. 
Look, be on the lookout. Um, this summer, I'm gonna have popsicles. Okay. Ginger lemonade popsicles. Y'all the first person I've told this. So. Okay, okay. You got that exclusive. <laughs> got that. Everybody eats exclusive. Everybody <laughs> eats exclusive. Ginger, ginger lemonade popsicles. Um. So I'm in two stores in the local area, and the second store, um, is gonna have an exclusive drink there. It's gonna be uh, sorrel. So sorrel is known to be to be sold in the islands and made in the islands. Yeah, I've heard. I've yeah. heard of that. What exactly is so, it? Is it an herb or? Yeah, sorry, I think it's like a hibiscus leaves. Okay. So um, I made that for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. I've had it a couple times, but I, me making it for the first time. Yeah. She really liked it, so she said you need to add a little more ginger, a little more cinnamon. Yeah. And we good to go. So we got the sorrel, the popsicles, um, and I I have been looking into. Um, cause I, I wholesale it to the different stores, but I've looked into wholesaling it to bars too, cause I do a lot of different mm. pop ups and stuff. So a lot of people, oh yeah, this art needs some rum, this needs some vodka, this yeah. needs some that. So a lot of people wouldn't like it with alcohol. Me, I just don't know the laws behind selling it with alcohol. Oh, gotcha. But gotcha. I, I have had the pineapple flavor with caramel apple, and it was fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was fire. Right, that, that, nah, that sounds like it would be a really good, yeah, really good mix. But for sure, I think like kind of like what Edom said. Like I think starting starting here, um, there are so many types of beverages you could. I feel like you could definitely you know grow that in mm -hmm. like serving different things. Popsicle, that's different. Personally, I mean, I like the drink, right? So yeah. when I tried it, I really like. Even though I don't like the ginger, yeah. like personally, but when I had it, I was like, yo, this is good. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I told you, I was like, yo, my cousin's gonna love this, <laughs> right? And shout out, shout out to my cousin. Shout, shout out to her. <laughs> she drove. Almost an hour to me to get a couple of half gallons. I'm like, next time we can meet halfway. I got you. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to my cousin Monet. She's a, she's a, like, she's the realest. Like, she's real. So, um, I told you I was like, yo, she, I, my family loves it. They're gonna love it. So I bought a couple bottles. I came mm -hmm. back to our house and it was just sitting on the counter. And then I come back like a couple hours later, it was just done. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even tell you anything. Yet. And she's like, yo, she's like, where'd you get that ginger lemonade? And I was like, yo, like I bought something today. And she's like, yo, it's good. I'm like, I know, I know, I know you love it. Yeah. She's like, yo, it's like, does she have, uh, does she have an Instagram or something? I was like, I need to get some more. I was like, yeah, like he's like, in, in, uh, not too far from here. And she's like, bet, like. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I do love about it, like how you said you weren't the biggest fan of ginger, like. It definitely changes people's perspectives on it because it's a very tasty ginger drink. So yeah. it's not too strong, and it tastes good. So you get the benefits of the ginger as well without the the super strong yeah. kick to it. Because I take ginger shots, and ginger shots are no joke. Nah, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> ginger is the drink that bites back, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for exactly sure. for sure. <laughs> Nah, my mom's like, it's supposed to burn. It's supposed to burn. I'm like, that's not good. Like, I should be drinking hot sauce. I should be like hot sauce. But nah, for sure. Like, whatever, whatever you may. And we got a bottle right here, of course, right? So, what flavor is this? That's the OG. This is the OG. So, I think the, I think when I bought it, I think I got the pineapple. I got okay. a couple flavors. Yeah. It was like the pineapple and like uh, some of the other ones, and that was definitely good. Mm -hmm. So, that's really cool. So, when it comes to like getting the fruit, so like. How's that process? Is it just like you just go to the store, you just buy a bunch of ingredients, and you just in here like, <laughs> like grinding them out? Or like? Um, yeah. So that's how I started doing it. Um, I started every before I had a Nutribullet. That's that's what I started with my smoothies. I okay. With the Nutribullet. Um, so I, that's all I had. Wait, ginger smoothies or just regular? Yeah, smoothies? ginger smoothies. I, okay. I've just been a big fan. I'm so 
such a big fan of ginger. I eat like ginger candy. Okay, I eat ginger candy. Yeah, so like back when I first started, um, all I had was my NutriBullet and I had to buy a strainer. So okay. I would put some water in it, put the water, the ginger, and whatever else, and blend it gotcha. and then strain it. Gotcha. So that's how I was doing it. Then I had like a, um, I was, when it was crazy, I started, I was really hand squeezing these lemons, nice. like, <laughs> <laughs> hand squeezing these lemons, man. <laughs> so over time, um, my mechanics got better. Like I had like the little, the lemon squeezer. Okay. And then from there, um, I ended up getting a, a citrus juicer. Okay. So a citrus juicer, I just cut the lemon in half, put it down, press it, and the juice comes out. I ain't got to do any squeezing. Like it gets like the... The lemon be so dry on it, so I guess every drop of lemon got you, juice got you. out of this lemon. So, got you. So I imagine that's one of the things that comes with the business is when you invest in that, mm -hmm. that's an investment, right? Exactly, exactly. Something that's gonna cost. I'm assuming that costs a little, costs a couple. Yeah, especially my juicers. My yeah. juicer, my juicer was a pretty penny. Yeah, so. but like you have to invest in yourself, exactly. right? And then you have to take these in consideration because. This it could be something that, yeah, it's a little bit expensive now. Maybe it might take time to pay off. Mm -hmm. But if it increases your production, right, it makes a process easier. Now you have more juices to sell. You have exactly. more juices at your disposal. You have to be willing to put down the money to invest in yourself. Yeah. And that's something, any business, right, it doesn't matter if it's juice, it could be clothes. Even this podcast, getting the equipment, right? So all of it is an investment. And it depends on, like, one thing that Corey um, used to say, though, when he used to do a podcast okay. with us, like, He's like, if you if you if it's really your passion, you're not really gonna be worried like about spending the money on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna hit you the same because it's gonna be like, I need this in order to do what I what I love exactly. or what I do. So you should never be afraid to invest in yourself. And I think that's something I'm still learning throughout the process. It's mm -hmm. like money, it's not you don't always wanna just throw your money away. Obviously, mm -hmm. you wanna make sure it's the right investment, but you have to make sure that, you know, you're putting the money where it is so, so you can grow your business and do do what you have to do so I really res I really respect that <laughs> yeah man it's, it's a process it's like um, I'm in the Navy so yeah. I get off work I, I started um, making it when I was on, on a ship I'm not on a ship anymore I'm on shore duty um, and I was in security working 12 hour shifts 12 13 hour shifts wow. I would either make it before I went to work or when okay. I got off like or all my days off got you got you like it was it was a grind and even now like it's still a grind. I'm not working as many many hours, but I still put that work in when I get off. Like yeah. it's all about what you do when you get off. Like yeah, your yeah. off time, which, how you spend your time. Yeah. when you get off. So. For sure, it's funny. I think Rashonda Scott she tweeted something and then posted it on Instagram the other day. She was like, "Make your nine to five like your investor. Yeah, your first your, investor. Exactly. Yeah, nine to five, yeah. your first investor, exactly. and then like your six to ten is gonna be building your empire. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's all about that hustle, you know what I mean, putting in that work. And even if you do have a full-time job, well, instead of necessarily complaining or like thinking like, you know, like, oh, I hate my job. Well, think about it differently. Have that mm -hmm. perspective where like, all right, maybe I don't enjoy the full-time I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. but use that money to fuel your, what you're passionate exactly. about. That's a great source of income. Separate the money, do what you have to do, budget yourself. Mm -hmm. And then now you have all this money to go fuel, you know, your, your side hustle. And once your side hustle makes you enough money, boom, you know, yeah, you don't exactly. have to do that. You when you Yep, when you realize that you are losing money staying at your job, that's when you know it's time to exit. Yeah, that, that's exactly. when you know it's time to exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. So, I think that uh, that covers the, the first segment. So, then we'll take a quick break here and then we'll go into our second segment, going more into the actual business and the business moves in order to start and to 
uh, continue that uh, ginger lemonade. Sounds so good. we'll be right back. Peace. We're here again with Mr. Carl Hale of Ginger Hales. He's slacking if you don't have any. For sure. It's good as hell. Get it's your good, good as hell. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, um, so now we, I want to talk about more of what are the business moves about starting ginger lemonade business. So now, right, you made the juice. Granted, you made it. You have it. So now it's like, all right, now you have to sell it, right? Mm -hmm. So how how do you sell that? Who are you selling that to? And like, I guess, what's the story behind that? And what are okay. your moves? So <laughs> I guess off from the jump. So how did you first start selling it? What were the moves and what strategies were you trying to use? Okay, when I first started selling it, um, I just posted a couple pictures on Facebook saying, hey, this is what I got going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, and my, a lot of my friends and family supported me because I hear a lot of people say like, oh, strangers are going to support you before your family does. But for me, that was the total opposite. Like gotcha. I come from a loving family. So my my family probably bought my first hundred bottles. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Especially the holidays. Like I pulled up with a big uh, big bag full of uh, ginger lemonade. The, yeah. uh, what was it? the cooler bag. Pulled up with the cooler bag and they dang near cleaned me out. <laughs> my family looked out. Like and sure, then like sure. they were taking pictures and word of mouth. Like word of mouth is everything. Gotcha. Um, they were posting on those their socials and back then I didn't have any labels. I just had it was just a plain plain old bottle. Plain old bottle yeah. and people were supporting it because it was it was a good product. Yeah. And then also I learned that people at first in the beginning will support you for who you are and not what you have. Yeah. And then once they saw that it was good, yeah, that's what helped it take off. So after that, um, I would start. I started taking it to work. Like I would be carrying this bag full of sixty bottled juices around the ship all day. Mm -hmm. Like just carrying selling lemonade on the ship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was a grind. Like yeah. I'm doing two jobs at once. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so, gotcha, gotcha. No, I definitely feel what you're saying. Um, I've been blessed to have a supportive family. Shout out to Stephanie, Mona, Rachel, all my family. Everybody. Honestly, but like my cousins, like they they really like almost anytime I drop a new line or whatever, they're like they they supporting me. So like when we talk about in a couple of episodes having a good support system, mm -hmm. right? So me personally, I guess I would say my my core core um, support system would be Edom, Allen. Like those are the ones like we started this with. Um, but then having like good family support system to like encourage your dreams like that's important mm -hmm. You know, so whether it's friends or family we talk about if you have a business or you know someone who has If you know someone who has this business, you should definitely be supporting them No matter how, how little or how big it is whether it's buying the product or sharing the product word of mouth mm -hmm. Any and all of that goes a long way if it's For just sure. like retweeting posting like all of that really it, it changes It's not necessarily all about making that sale but like you can get that exposure, get that support because I'm sure there's been times like any entrepreneur goes through where it's been a little hard, a little difficult, mm -hmm. like, oh, like maybe I should stop. Like maybe like <laughs> we all go through those emotions, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But when you have that good support system to push you through, especially with something you're passionate about, it means a lot. Exactly. For sure, for sure. And then you said something else about having a good product. Yeah. So that's something that I've definitely been, you know, really, really been hard on making sure that all the content is quality content. Exactly. Because you can exactly. have, you definitely want to have the qual uh, quantity content of the exposure of like having all this stuff out. But the most important thing is that in case, like I've been telling myself, you always want to have good quality in case you just get audited, right? So in case someone like, hey, 
say someone you're trying to sell to a big name, say Coca-Cola, right? Mm -hmm. They run across your product and they're like, all right, cool. He has a lot of followers. He has all these numbers, videos, and this, that, and the third. But how does it actually taste, right? Mm -hmm. So when Co say Coca-Cola wants to go taste it and they're like, dang, this is good, right? You <laughs> want to always be prepared that your product is always good exactly. in case you never know what celebrity influencer may take the time to go look at your product no matter how good your numbers are. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure you're always on point. Everything is always good. And then once you have a good product, people are going to support you. You know yeah, what I mean? That's so, true. that's it's, definitely something I feel. It's funny you brought up Coca-Cola, though, because one of my goals, not Coca-Cola, but Pepsi, mm. one of my goals is to do a, a partnership with Pepsi. Because mm. so, you know how, like, they, they're always looking to hop on what's trending. Yeah. And health is a good thing that's trending. Mm -hmm. So, ginger lemonade would be the, I feel like it's going to be the next big thing as far as yeah. the beverages. Gotcha. So, now that you said that, how is the market? Are there, do you think it's saturated either the the beverage market, because I know you say yes, someone who sells water. So I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of different companies, and I know there are a few smaller people. I know um, a contact actually out in in Chicago, he makes like his own water, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you say is the market for either beverages, and then more specifically for ginger lemonade? Have you seen a lot of other competition and things like that? Not really. It's really not many people doing it because I do a lot of different events mm -hmm. and. A lot of people have never even heard of ginger lemonade. They hear like ginger lemonade, like yeah. But they that's the first reaction when they taste it. It's it's way different. Like yeah. it opens up their minds to a yeah. whole new world. Got you, got you, for sure. So how did you? Um, so first you said you said you started selling it on a ship, right? Mm -hmm. So now I know you do like different pop ups events, and then you you mentioned before yeah. that some people are buying them wholesale. So what was the motivation behind that, and how do you structure those deals and trying to get that set up? Okay, so I knew I wanted it to grow, so I started doing the pop-ups. My first one is crazy. I'm on January the 8th. Which What's Monday? Monday is January what? 6th. Okay, so January the 6th. It's almost yeah. a year to date. Like That was my first event last year. Gotcha. So I'm doing the exact same one again. This gotcha, on gotcha. January 6th. Yeah. So I just, from there, it just grew. Um, I think I met... Um, love from culture t-bar in chesapeake mm. um she ended up having the event so it just just word of mouth like i just kept meeting new people networking yeah, yeah. networking i just kept getting invited to different events yeah, yeah so i've been everywhere from uh baltimore new york atlanta charlotte north carolina i've been to pittsburgh yeah, like, yeah. all selling ginger lemonade gotcha gotcha and that's what the shirt is about yeah, right? my, <laughs> my summer tour 2018 summer tour like, got you it was 2019. I'm tripping. <laughs> 2019 Ginger yeah. Hill Summer Tour. Like it was, it was dope. Like, gotcha. I mean, so, is it just you? You just driving to these places and you just like popping man, up, like I'm with what, my lemonade. What? I load the truck up and I hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the road. I'd be having like I got like three coolers. Um, I got my some. Sometimes I need my table. Sometimes the the venue um provides right. the table. Gotcha. Um, I got a little backdrop. I got my backdrop. Okay. Um, like everything that goes on my table and I load the truck up and I'm ready to go. Got you. So how do you, um, we were talking about this before, how do you find these pop-ups? Because I know my cousin, she has a boutique, so I know um, she some, does something similar for clothes, but is it you just find, like how do you, yeah, how do you find okay. pop-ups and sell? So I had to get uh, creative um, because at, at a, it was I was at a point during all my summer tour where like I was doing an event every weekend mm. for about two or three months. I had an event every weekend somewhere different. Yeah. Whether it be Virginia, New York, Baltimore, D.C. 
Um, so I just got creative with how I found these pop-ups. So I looked on Facebook. Facebook has a group for everything, like everything. So I, um, I found a group for vendors. Mm. So I found Charlotte vendors, um, Virginia events and vendors. Um, then I, um, you, you can follow hashtags on Instagram now. So what I did, I, follow, I, I typed up vendor opportunity. And I followed that hashtag. So every time somebody hashtagged that hashtag on their picture, it, it popped up in my timeline. If I felt like it was close and worth going to, yeah, I would reach out and see how I could apply for that for that event. Gotcha, gotcha. So that makes sense. And then from there, like you said, you mentioned networking. Exactly. Right? And then all we, like we say, all these episodes tie back. We had an episode about the importance of networking, right? So not only is it important that you want to make sure you network for yourself, but you mentioned before, it's building relationships. Exactly. That's the key. It's not just meeting people and like, because you can hand up business cards and meet a bunch mm -hmm. of people, but if you don't have that quality relationship, then you're going to miss out on certain opportunities. Mm -hmm. You were saying that, I think you did an event once and then um, you said it was after like a year later. Yeah, so I, um, I did an event in Baltimore. I did the Natural Hair Care Expo and um, a, a group of women, they came by to try my lemonade. I give out samples before I sell lemonade. Um, and a year later, they, they were hosting an event of their own. They were doing um, a pampering day for men mm. because they felt like we didn't have much of that. So I thought it was really cool. That's cool. Um, so they reached out to me. So it was just cool that they, they thought enough of me and what I was selling for them to invite me to something they were doing. Gotcha. So yeah, you know, that's where it goes at. Building relationships is beyond just saying like, hey, let me sell you something. You exactly. know, something like that. You know, they thought about you a year later. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's really dope. And I've met so many people. It's, it's no telling who will hit me up two years from now. Like, yeah. I did an event in Richmond um, and a woman said, and what was this event? This event in Richmond was probably in September. And a woman was telling me that she wanted me for an event in, of hers in January. Gotcha, gotcha. So. So you aren't gonna do that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. So nah, man, that that's really great. Um, Edom, do you have any do you have any questions? Um. So how would you go about making those relationships? Like, would you, like, uh, like, did you have like a, a pre-determined like course of action in terms of like, a, for example, your relationship with those ladies? Did you do anything special or keep like? keep in contact in any other way or they just happen to hit you up because they remember you know that guy's ginger lemonade was so good <laughs> yeah honestly i think that's what it is i'm i'm a um i'm big on energy too i try to give off as much positive energy as i can like people never forget how you make them feel so i'm all, i always have a smile on my face and i do the, my best to put a smile on whoever i come in contact with face so um and it's instagram like that i make sure everybody follows me on instagram and I pass out a million business cards. So once they, they, they see me posting on Instagram all the time. So they I'm, I guess I'm constantly on their mind. They're yeah, yeah. always in their face. Yeah. So they just never forgot. So I can actually say that's something that I'm starting to do that um, with the podcast. It's like more marketing, more advertising, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, one thing I noticed that's actually really helpful, right? If you if you repost something, right? If you if you follow a person that you're trying to reach out to, mm -hmm. if you repost and you just simply at them, 
right? Yep. <laughs> the thing about it, you have like easy access to DM because they automatically get a notification like, oh, this person mentioned you in their story, mm -hmm. right? So simply doing that, I realized like that's a good way to meet people, you that's know, through, through Instagram. That's, that's like another new way to, you know, and so far I've been able to do that to some some influencers and then they'll simply just like like the message and you get a notification yeah, exactly. it's like oh this person like your message exactly. things like that so that's like literally access right to their DM mm -hmm. you know and then that's a good way you know starting from there so um, for anybody who's just like you know working on their social media marketing that's something I've been using and it's been proven successful so um, I hope that's something you guys could use too and for sure with Kilty Styles I definitely was explaining before like I definitely want to expand, so I think definitely the next thing we're gonna start doing is hopping into these, um, you know, pop-up shops yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right. I was telling you about the list earlier too. So I have a list of 2020 events for Virginia, everywhere, all across Virginia. Like I'm gonna sure email you that list. Like, for sure, appreciate it. So many events, bro. So would you say that there's like a pop-up shop etiquette? Like, what would you say is like key? You know, it's not, I, I, there has to be a little bit more than just having a stand and having a table, right? So is there anything that you've seen that's successful or that you've done yourself that you think like, all right, this is, you know, I'm sure you've learned a lot from your yeah. first pop-up to you, list, right? So like, definitely. what would you say like was key learning on how to, how to market, how to approach, getting people to be engaged and things like that? That's really the big thing. Just getting people to interact with what you got. Okay. Getting people to interact. Um, having something that can draw attention. Like I have, my banner is probably about... It's literally, I think it's eight by ten. So Golly. it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty big. Like you can't miss it. It says big sign, ginger hell, so here, it's good as hell. So you can't miss it. Um, and then I think another thing that attracts people to my table, I use um, vinaigrette bottles, and they got the little spout on them, kind of like at the bar. Mm. So people walk up to me thinking it's alcohol, and gotcha. I have to explain to them, no, I don't sell alcohol. Yeah. But they already at the table, so yeah. I asked them if they want to sample. Yeah. <laughs> they already there. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do, exactly. bro. <laughs> for sure. So, um, so yeah, I guess like learning from there. What would you say? Like, is there like a specific lesson you learned from like your first, you know, first pop up shop or any mistakes maybe that you made that you learned from? Um, be kind to everybody, and that you you never know who you're gonna meet. Like, yeah. you never know. Like, cause, like I said, I I met uh. Carly Red at one of my pop ups from Love Hip Hop. Like I had no idea who she was until that day. Yeah. But I let her try my lemonade and she couldn't get enough of it. Like yeah. and I looked at her on Instagram, she had all these followers. I was like, wow, like I would have never knew. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So when I got that exposure, like it was dope. Got you, got you. So hey man, so that's definitely like you like you said, that's something that I'm gonna have to start doing around here. So definitely just like learn about different pop ups because um you know, it's different uh, moving from New York to Virginia. New York goes a little bit easier for mm -hmm. us because, like, that was where my network was. It was friends, family, everything like yep. that. So um, definitely for the clothing line, definitely looking to hitting some pop-ups around the area. Yep, start, like, sure. networking with people because um, don't want to, like, lose out on any opportunities. Yeah. Especially if you, you can get in contact. I can put, put you on to a couple of the local photographers. A lot mm -hmm. of people, like, a lot of, like, up-and-coming models yeah. will want to just be in a photo shoot and that would gotcha. be have that exposure to yeah, your yeah. your brand so for sure we'll do this yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk all camera <laughs> for sure for sure so we'll take another break right here and then we'll do the uh quote of the day and then our final segment so we'll be right back welcome back to another episode of everybody eats this is the last segment here with mr carl hale 
Um, so we just spoke about the ginger lemonade, we spoke about the business, so now we're going to go into the quote of the day. So uh, today's quote is actually something, it's not, I don't even know who said it to be honest, so we can't really play the game, but it's a quote, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but it's a quote that I heard um, the other day, I think it was like last week, that's like been ringing in my head, um, so I kind of just want to talk about what it means. Okay. Essentially, it just, um, the quote is, make stumbling blocks out of your stepping stones. So whew, I said that completely wrong. Make stepping stones. Make stepping stones out of your stumbling blocks. Okay. Ooh, completely, completely wrong. Say that one more time. Oh, right. Just with verification. <laughs> just, just with verification, right? That didn't just happen. Alright. So the quote of the day is to make stepping stones out of your stumbling blocks. Okay. So that's something that um I've been really feeling lately. That's what's been speaking to me. Um so one is just with the podcast, with the clothing line, right? I've been learning a lot of just different skills, whether it's soft skills, technical skills, um, and it's not always easy, right? And that's just something that I'm having to just fight with myself. Um, learning new programs and things just don't go your way, when things just go a little hard, sometimes it's like fighting that, you know, frustration or having that attitude of like, oh, this sucks, this is annoying, <laughs> right? Because it happens, right? But it's like, pushing past the, pushing past that yeah and then today or actually yesterday i uploaded the full video of our episode three when we talk about stress and one of the key things that Eden um speaks about and that we have in that episode is turning your stressor into your stress reliever mm. and it was pretty funny just like revisiting that uh, as i was uploading that episode you know it had to do with today's quote um so Eden was saying how when he first started learning how to do photoshop I mean, he could explain this more, but how he first wanted to do Photoshop, it was like, you know, it was a little bit stressful. But then now he was saying how designing is now more of something that he uses just to pass the time. Okay. You know what I mean? So I've been feeling that mainly with just the, like with the podcast, just the video editing, using Premiere, using new software. It's like, at first it's a little fun, but after a while, sometimes just learning a new technical skill and stuff, like it could just be a little bit annoying. For me, cause I won't say that I'm not. I'm not the most tech savvy person, you know. Yeah. I mean? Like I know how to use a computer, I know how to move around, but obviously these are a lot of skills and programs that I, if it weren't for the podcast, I would have no business, you <laughs> yeah, know, using sure. or doing. I understand. So um, lately, it's just been, you know, in 2020, I'm like, you know, like one, a lot of it has to do with perspective, you know, mm -hmm. on like, you know, what, don't let me, don't look at this as a chore, don't look at this as this is like annoying or hard. Look at it as like a skill that you could teach yourself, right? And just like anything, at first, like, it may be a little bit difficult, but once you start to use, like, got to get used to it, now I'm like, yo, like, this is fun. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like, just a week ago, I was complaining, you know, about, like, oh, this isn't working, this is taking too long, how do I do this? But then now, it's like, you know, I'm staying up doing this, and, like, the other day, I realized I literally didn't eat all day because I was just, like, <laughs> literally just, like, on the computer, just, like, working on it. Yeah, you was in grind mode. Yeah, you know, was I, was like, I was like, damn, like, I'm getting hungry, right? But <laughs> it's like, you know, and then I heard the quote, like, making um, stepping stones out of your stumbling blocks, and I was like, things that bother you or things that used to stress you, things that cause you problems, once you learn how to tackle them, and now they can go from something that was hindering you or something that's annoying into something that's helping you, edifying you, you're learning, you're teaching, you can teach others, you know, it's like going from, when it comes to Photoshop, originally I didn't know how to use Photoshop, right, but I went from not knowing how to use Photoshop to like, now I can help eat him a little bit okay. with Photoshop, you know, he has his own, so 
know, our version is a little bit different, but like if Edom has a question, I can like help him out. Or like with Premiere, I'm still learning it, but hopefully I can get to the point where if someone needs help with Premiere, I know enough that I could be like, you know what, let me go, I can teach you, you a little bit, you know what I mean, while I learn how to do Premiere and stuff. So that quote has just been something that's been um, on my head, and I just wanted to share that. I appreciate that. It kind of reminds me of something I live by. Um, just find a, a, finding a positive in every situation, no mm. matter what. Like, I could have a flat tire. I'm going to find a positive. Okay, maybe I would have gotten an accident if I would have kept, kept riding. So I'd find yeah. some sort of yeah. positive in every situation. Nah, for sure. Like, I, was, I talk about my mom. I think I get a lot of my positivity from my mom, so God bless her. But anytime anything wrong happened or anything bad happened, she'd always say, like, oh, it could be worse. Or like at least you have your health, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're still healthy, you're yeah. still alive, you're still this. And then it's like like the worst thing could happen be like, oh it could be worse. You know For what I mean? Real. And it's like sometimes it sounds like it's like, alright, maybe that's like blind optimism, but no. Like it's really like that mentality can really change your whole attitude and perspective mm -hmm. on whatever situation. And instead of sitting there soaking, being upset, you can look for new solutions. You can exactly. just have a good like, you know, mentality towards it. Um, so shout out to my mom. Love you. Shout out to mom. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but for today's uh, topic, something I wanted to discuss, there is a list of the top 10. Let's pull this up. Um, shout out to Rashad from UIL for posting this. Uh, the article says from Wisconsin to Texas, here are the states with the fastest growing African American led companies. So I found this pretty interesting. At number 10, Wisconsin, Ohio, Arizona, and Alabama, they all tied for number 10. Um, so right here it says the Heartland States and the Heart of the Dixie tied for 10th in the count of fastest growing um, black-led companies. Wisconsin, who know they had black people in Wisconsin, <laughs> to be honest, but shout out to Wisconsin, Ohio, Arizona, and Alabama. Um, I didn't know that. That really surprised me. Um, the only thing I've really been hearing about Arizona lately is that it's good for real estate and retirement, to be honest. Okay. I've been hearing a lot of people have been moving out to Phoenix. Um, that's becoming like another like Florida type joint where old people move to Florida. That makes sense. But I've been hearing sense. that Phoenix um, is becoming a um, like a popular spot for real estate. Um, but they're saying that a lot of a lot of companies are, are starting off and moving to those states. So I thought that was pretty interesting. At number nine, New Jersey and Florida, they both tied for number nine. So they said in New Jersey, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, um, they said that they have some a lot of IT groups growing out over there. And I guess Florida is a come up area too. I know Florida got a couple couple cities out there. But shout out to Florida. Yeah. Uh, at number eight, we have Pennsylvania. Um, they said pretty much being led by UPenn, Carnegie Mellon, and uh, yeah, I guess Pennsylvania is number eight on the fastest growing cities for um, African-American business. For number seven, you have Illinois with uh, Chicago as epicenter. Um, it says, in total, there are five Illinois-based uh, Inc. 5000 companies owned by black CEOs. Uh, Kentech, Millhouse Engineering Construction, Thank God It's Natural, TJ Fact, AGB, Investigative Services. Personally, I've Wait, heard. What? I have a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say Atlanta ranked on this list? Uh, have we got to Atlanta? We haven't gotten it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, so I personally haven't heard of those companies, but I'm definitely interested in learning more. Um, definitely got to look into those. Look into them, reach out yeah, to what them. Yeah, what was that? Uh, 
Thank God it's natural. That sounds something I'd be into. Yeah, that probably sounds like something in the juice. Um, so number six, New York and D.C. are tied. Says the uh, Big Apple Nation's capital are surprising how the areas of fast-growing companies. Uh, sees each house seven black-led companies on 2000, uh, 2018 and 5,000, including Compass, New York-based real estate technology firm that ranks number 71. So that doesn't really surprise me. New York, D.C., yeah. they're hot. Um, yeah. I'm in D.C. often now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in D.C. often, so... Um, but I'm definitely uh, interested in uh, meeting more people out there. Um, if it's on this list, then definitely, you know, I know you're not you're not too far from over there, so... Yeah, I'm um, from D.C. For sure, for sure. So that's going to be popping. So number five is Georgia. And obviously Atlanta and Georgia. It says the entrepreneurial culture emerging in Atlanta in particular is making it attractive for young founders to stay here after college. Um, and I'm not surprised. I've been hearing a lot of things about Atlanta. I really, really need to go visit. Shout out you to me. yet? I haven't been since a child. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's been a real, it's been a while. Um, shout out to Nigel Barker. That's definitely one of my mentors. He's out there in Atlanta, so we'll get him on podcast soon. Um, but that's my boy. He moved out there, and he's 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 gonna be one of the presidents of something. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to my boy Nigel. Um, but I know I definitely need to hit up Atlanta. EYL have their conference at the end of the month. I wish I could go, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be somewhere else. Okay, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I know I know Atlanta is a big hub, so I definitely go out there. I know it's pretty big for real estate too. Um, I know they have like the houses are obviously compared to New York, high housing market is way better and things like that. So yeah, definitely got to New York if you want mm. a, a bang for your buck. Yeah, 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 for sure. So number four is Texas. It says uh, clusters of startups in Houston, San Antonio, and other cities. Um, Pretty much makes Texas makes Texas on the list as home to a large share of black-owned private companies. Um, nine shout out to Sosa. Yeah, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Sosa in in, in Houston. Um, but yeah, that's another place. Like I have, I really want to travel so much, bro. Like that's only one thing. Like shout out to a full-time job and stuff like that. But like I need to be like I really want to be able to just be like, yo, I want to go here. You yeah, we're gonna get that one day. Yeah, we're gonna get that one day soon for sure. But Houston, I I think I maybe when I was really young, I think I've been to Houston. But besides that, I haven't been to Texas. Yeah, I've never been to Texas. Yeah, all. I've been I've been there once. I think it was like Galveston, but I was really young. I don't really remember yeah, much. Um, but Texas is cool. Um, I know they got a lot of Nigerians out in Texas in, in uh, Houston. Houston specifically. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's debating. Uh, one time I move out and uh, my sister leaves the house. She wants to. Either Texas or Atlanta, somewhere in the international airport, and, gotcha. and people she knows. So, gotcha, gotcha. That's Texas. Like, I think Texas definitely. I need. I need to go out there. I know EYL. They they had a, an event out there in Houston. Okay. Um, but definitely gonna have to check it out. So that was number four, Texas. Number three, California. Uh, it says there's a lack of diversity in Silicon Valley, though those numbers are slowly improving. So, uh, at companies such as Google and Facebook. And the state of California is home to 11 fastest growing companies led by African-American CEOs. Shout out to California. Um, I don't know, um, personally, let's see, I've never been to Silicon Valley. I think last year I was in, I was in LA. I know LA, that's a pretty cool vibe. I know they like a lot of 
new <laughs> things in LA. Like they, they got that like yeah. progressive like movement and then yeah, um they're, they're real cool out there. I've heard that LA really makes you wanna get your bread up. Like, yeah. You really gotta get on your get on your game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an expensive lifestyle over there too <laughs> for sure. But that's probably what push you to want to go get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, for sure, for sure. But um shout out to shout out to California. Number two, Virginia. I thought this was surprising. Two up, two down. Shout out to the 7.5.7. So, Virginia says the ultimate means of becoming a, um, fat, is fast becoming a hotbed for startups and clean companies uh, led by African Americans. There are 12 uh, Virginia-based companies with black CEOs in 2018. Shout out to VA. So, Shout out to VA. I mean, we right here, right? So, we, right we, we live in testimony. <laughs> live in testament of it. But, um... What I love about Virginia is very like there's a lot of vibes here, right? So like northern Northern Virginia, you mm-hmm. have close to that DC metro area. Mm-hmm. I hear like Western Virginia is just like a lot of trees. But yeah, that it ain't much out there. Yeah. <laughs> but in the Southern Virginia area, it's like the seven five seven Hampton Roads area, like there's a lot of little vibes here, a lot of little pockets. Um so I'm starting to to really enjoy it. It's definitely different from home. Definitely different from New York, but um shout out to the seven five, it's been good to me, I can't complain been meeting people like you, sure. you know what I mean? So it's been it's been good to me. So shout out to VA. And number one on the list, Maryland. So it says Baltimore has become the highest, has among the highest concentrations of African Americans of any city in the US. Um, and it's a hotspot for entrepreneurial activity. There are a total of 16 in 5,000 companies headed up by black executives. So Baltimore, um, I was up there for the NABA conference this past fall. That was an amazing conference. I can go on and on, right? I talk about NABA all the time, but like, honestly, it was great. One, it was great being there as a recruiter and not as a student. So that was that was amazing. That was different. Um, but Baltimore was good to me. I know I have. It's not too far from DC. Mm-hmm. I, I always forget. It's only like an hour away. Yeah. I always feel like it's further away, but it's only like an hour. But um, hey, I know Baltimore it has a lot of potential. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like I, Baltimore. I and like you've been, Baltimore. you said you had a couple pop-ups over there. Yeah, I did a few different events in Baltimore, um, including the the one that the the Pampering for Men. I've done the Natural Hair Care Expo. Um, what else? I did something else out there. Oh, I did, I did some church event. It was a really big church. It was like a okay. church event. They gave out everything from turkeys, clothes, shoes. Like, they had, they gave out so much stuff at this event. I can't think of the name. The O-Fest, O-W-E. Okay. It was the O-Fest. That one was really dope. Got you, got you. So, yeah, yo, shout out to Baltimore. So, um, it's not too far up and coming to the city. So, honestly, we'll see what 2019 brings. I, I'm i excited. One, one of my big things, I really want to travel. I really just want to keep meeting people, keep networking. Um, soon, uh, everybody is going to have to go international, too. For sure, For sure. So, that's that. <laughs> How's y'all listening overseas? So, um, it's growing, you know what I mean? Okay. Obviously, most of it is based in New York, Virginia, mm-hmm. and, and this area, but we do have, like, we'll get some people in, like, Jamaica, shout out to Corey, we'll get some people in, like, the Philippines, and, like, random, yeah, like, dope. South Africa, that's so we'll get, like, <laughs> random listeners from over there, so, honestly, I just look forward to growing, and, like, you know, when we go international, hopefully I could just meet, you know, um, on, like, some Anthony Bourdain vibe, like, meet local people who have businesses <laughs> and talk to them about yeah. it, you know what I mean? So, that would be pretty cool, so... Um, we'll see what we'll see what happens in the future. You know what I mean when when everybody eats goes goes international. But 
I think that covers most of everything. That covers everything we want to talk about today. I want to thank you very much, Mr. Paul Hill, for coming me. out on the show. Um, what's your social media? How do people reach out to you if they want a bottle? If they want to like do, do, do shipping? What's of the course. info? <laughs> let them know. Let them know. Let them know the rundown. All right, follow me on Instagram at Ginger Hills Lemonade G I N G E R H A L E S Lemonade Ginger Hills Lemonade on Instagram and Ginger Hills. Prostify S on Facebook. Got you, got you. So if people want cases, they want drinks, they I know. do I do half gallons. I do 12 ounce bottles and I have five flavors. Strawberry kiwi, pineapple, mixed berry, original, and matcha blueberry. I feel bad for waiting this long to tell my flavors. But <laughs> this lemonade, yeah. um, everything's natural. Um, fresh squeezed lemon, fresh ginger, alkaline water, cane sugar is a sweetener, and I juice the different fruits to get the different flavors. Got you. So he gave you the secret sauce, man. Everything's here. Shout out to that ginger ale. Yo, like I said, I wasn't even a fan of ginger, but this joint's fire. So like, you it change your life. It'll change your life, make you healthy, all that. So shout out. Thank you again for coming out on the show. You. Tune in next week. Peace. Peace.